Welcome to In Your Business with Dr. Alex. Where we get all up in your business and your health. Enjoy live interviews and solo sessions with experts in business and health. Featuring your host, Dr. Alex Rosa. Ready to ignite your metabolism and transform your health? Sign up for Ignite Your Metabolism, the masterclass today. Perfect for women over 35 experiencing hormonal changes with difficulty losing fat and seeking to beat chronic diseases naturally. Learn about insulin sensitivity, hormones, and how to use intermittent fasting for a healthier and more energetic life naturally. Go to www.dralexrosa.com to download for free. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, 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 familia. Welcome to In Your Business with Dr. Alex, where we get all up in your business and your health. And today I have an amazing guest who's going to be talking to us about sleep, health, and high performance. Because who ain't around here sleepy, tired, fatigued, brain fog, can't remember shit, that describes so many people. And I've been following Juan for a long time on social media. And the stuff that he talks about, everybody needs to know about this and implement this in their lives. And I thought he would be the perfect, amazing guest for In Your Business with Dr. Alex. So before I bring Juan up, I'm going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Eric McKee. He is a realtor in Northeast Ohio. All right. Awesome. And we definitely thank him for sponsoring this show and allowing us to come to you and bring you this great content. So I'm going to bring up my guest, Juan, up here onto stage. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, good evening out here in the East Coast, you know, wherever yeah. you're tapping into, it might be a little bit different, but here on the East Coast is a good early evening. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I'm in Ohio. Where are you at? I'm in New York. Oh, awesome. So if you're watching this, definitely leave us some comments. This is definitely an interactive session. So give it, let us know where you're tuning in from, where you're at, what you're up to. Say hello, connect, interact. That's what the show is all about. And definitely as we go on, if you have any questions for either of us, feel free to drop them in the chat. You know, we will answer them as best we can. All right, Juan, give us a little bit of background on you and who you are and how you got into this that you do right now on social media. Ooh, all right, all right. In a nutshell, that's that. That's a, that's a loaded. That's a loaded question right there. That is a loaded question. Um, and how I like to frame it is, you know, I don't want to talk about all the, like certifications or classes or all these things. That's not what you're mm-hmm. here for. If you're watching this. It's like, okay, what? What, what how, is it? How can, how, yeah. how can I do the thing so I can show up? How I can show up? And I, I would just say that I'm I'm a man on a mission. And I've seen the the gaps in you know the the mindset field, the health fields, the fitness fields, the spirituality fields, and all these different all these different fields. And my 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 duty is to really bring it together so the leaders in our world can live vibrantly, right? Because these are the generational cycle breakers, right? These are the individuals that are leading companies and businesses that are changing the fabric of our society. And it's about breaking the cycles that are no longer serving us. And one of those mm-hmm. cycles is health. Right? Mm. We talk about genetics. I know you know about epigenetics and, and the expression, but we really pass on our lifestyle. You know, mm. And once, once we're able to step into that and understand that it has to start with us, mm-hmm. right? we can't think about the healthcare system and then 
changing things up, mm-hmm. you know, because they they got the private schools and like best best education, best cars, best houses through this sick care. So we can't wait for them to be like, you know what? I was wrong. You know, let me let me put all this at jeopardy. That's not going to happen. So it has to start from us, from the grassroots. Mm-hmm. And that's really that's really my my mission to activate our leaders in in that way. And their parents, their entrepreneurs, they're really they're, we affect you know the fabric of our communities in in such a profound way. And that's why I love what you do mm-hmm. in terms of the functional medicine space because you've been in that cycle in that system and you had the courage to step out like yo there's something there's something off here there's something there's something missing um Mm -hmm. so i'll just leave it i'll just leave it at that Mm -hmm. no i love that because you said something so great there it starts with us it starts with you you know you are in control of your health and you know a phrase i always like to you is you know your genes load the gun but your lifestyle pulls the trigger on so many levels and it just something basic as like sleep that people take for granted, but it can negatively affect people's lives, their performance, their health. I mean, it's so critical. And we're always so worried about our kids getting enough sleep and their mm. naps and all this stuff. And then when we're adults, we're like, oh, well, we don't need that. We still need that type of care. It's part of our health. Like we still need that. And another thing that you said about the lifestyle and breaking the cycles and definitely so much, all I talk about is so much of that. And so do you. And that's so true. Like our lifestyles and our habits, we just keep repeating and repeating and repeating and we're doomed. We are doomed unless we step away or work with somebody who can shine a light onto that and show us, wow, why are you doing this? Like you're doing this. It's not really serving you and it's negatively impacting you. So that's so important. And I love that that's what you bring. And so what do you believe are some of the most common causes of sleep problems that you see in high performing people? Uh, we can step into many different th- things that I see, right? And when, when you talk about being a cycle breaker, it's really about that, that embodiment. Are you mm-hmm. embodying this thing? You talk about we, we worry about our kids. We worry about really everybody, especially parents, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else gets first dibs and all the dibs and we forget that we are the lifeline. We are the root system that gives life mm-hmm. to everything else around us that we care about. And also some of the common problems that I, that I see is, one is the identity, especially like, oh, I'm a night owl. Oh. Right? Or I'm creative mm-hmm. at night. That's a big, that's a big identity where I want you to know that anytime you're looking to change something, you always have to look at what do you feel is going to be threatened by that change, mm-hmm. right? There's on a subconscious level, there's something that's threatened by that change. And once we are able to identify that, then things change. But things like busy mind, um, busy schedule, uh, the one, a big one is the emotional, the emotional hindrance and the, the trauma that might be stuck in the body when it comes mm-hmm. to sleep or nighttime, right? There's neural associations mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And mm-hmm. you like that honor, the, the, the honor of, the badge of honor in terms of I'm a workaholic. I've been there, mm-hmm. right? I, I, used to, I used to sleep in the middle of my dinner, right? I used to just like doze off and then wake up and eat and, and, and finish eating that thing. There was, that's some, that's wrong, that shouldn't happen. But mm-hmm. I wore it as I have a bunch of work ethic I can work hard and, mm. and 
if I stay up 2 a.m., 3 a.m., studying, learning, all these different things, I'm, I'm doing something. Mm. And that that's why I can identify with the individuals that come to me for help in these areas when they've sought everyone else, you know, the mm-hmm. sleep therapists or the doctors, and they, they don't want to get on pills. So those mm-hmm. are the big, those are the big ones that, that I see. Mm, yeah. And you touched on medication. I definitely want to go back to that. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that's such a huge thing that we definitely need to talk about. And I see a message here from Chanda and she says, my mind is so busy at night. You got any words of advice, Juan, for that or anything you want to say about that? Yes. Yes. There, there's a couple of things we can, we can do and look at, right? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. what's happening throughout the day? Um, a caffeine curfew is, is also huge. So we're, we're ingesting caffeine after like 2 PM, 1 PM It's going to, depending on your genetic makeup, it's going to, it's going to have an influence on how you're able to sleep. And we can delve into that a little bit later and Mm -hmm. dive into, Hey, what's really happening with the brain and the body when Mm -hmm. we're over caffeinated. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to a busy mind, there's two things that you can do. One, you can write it out, a journal, or I like to call it a mind dumping. Yeah. Because your thoughts, your thoughts are actual real things. They're biological things. Mm-hmm. They're not just like, oh, I have thoughts. There's, they're electrical signals, right? So they're taking mm-hmm. up space in your brain. Yeah. So by mind dumping, you're giving, you're giving that page permission to hold on to those thoughts. And a lot of times it's rattling in, in our head and seeing them on paper can bring a lot of calm mm-hmm. and a, a cathartic kind of event or effect in terms mm-hmm. of what we're, what's going on within our body. And the other aspect is being able to calm the, being able to calm the nervous system, which we can get into, get into a little bit later. Yeah. So she says, being a mom, work tests that need done, studying for boards, looking for a new job. Yes, girl. Yes. And that's the thing that happens when you're a high performer and you are ambitious, you are driven, you are always constantly, I got to I got to I got it. I've, I've been there too. Like I, and it's like, you know, and you had talked about like, when you go so far in your life, you reach a certain like degree, you get places like it's always, I got it. I got it. Even now I feel like that too. And I have to like hold myself back. Like, I'm like <laughs> what's the next thing I, I can do? It, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't. It's so funny that it doesn't stop. And so definitely some good feedback here. She definitely says she'll try them. And I can vouch for the mind of Chanda. Like that's, I've done that so many times. It works so well. You got to get that shit out on paper, get it out of your brain and get it out of there. And um, Maida says, great advice. Thank you. And, you know, I wanted to say something really quickly about the caffeine because i actually have a client right now and she's actually coming down off of caffeine she we're going very slowly taking her off of caffeine and it's because of her blood pressure though her blood Mm -hmm. pressure is very sensitive to that uh caffeine and her thing is getting off of blood pressure medication naturally and so we're going down and it and it is definitely correlating like the decrease because we're doing decaf and coffee and you know and thinning it out and thinning and thinning it out slowly and her blood pressure is going right along with it so just like you were saying some people are genetically biologically just predisposed to being sensitive to to things that other people aren't like more sensitive you know what i'm saying like so that's definitely 
a true thing. And people are like so dependent on caffeine and sugar. And we could go on and on about it. And I guess this might be kind of a good segue into the whole medication part and sleeping meds. And this is a huge, mm. a huge thing. And I know working in the hospitals, I mean, they were like, they they would kind of do it in, in different stages of like, well, let's do some melatonin and let's do this. And then they would kind of work up to the more aggressive medications. But, you know, I did notice a, a trend um, where at the beginning it was like lots of meds, but then kind of it's been trending kind of downward, actually, with wanting to give medications. But it's still a problem. And I think in an acute care setting, it's um, not as bad versus when you're seeing your family doctor, whoever, who will be sometime like, well, I just want you to feel better. So I'll give you this. And they give it out a little bit more freely, I think. But kind of like when we're talking about sleep and overall health, like how important is sleep for overall health have you found with your practice? It's, it's our, our umbrella term, it's mm-hmm. everything. It's not a mm-hmm. pillar of health, it's the foundation. Oh, mm. other things Ooh. are built upon. So I, mm-hmm. I want to tap into uh, a little bit of caffeine. If, yeah, you know, go for it. Real, real quick and give some people a context of what's happening. You know, so mm. what caffeine does is, first of all, caffeine is, it's not bad for you. There's many studies that took the very beneficial effects of caffeine. However, there's a time for it. And once, and once it's say, once you're drinking caffeine after like 12, 1 mm-hmm. PM, it starts to affect your sleep. However, mm-hmm. we keep it more toward the morning, then it can have more beneficial effects and a more pure form or organic form is always beneficial because there's a whole bunch of things that go into caffeine, all that. So that's a whole, mm-hmm. that's a whole different, that's a whole different. A whole different. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. so to geek out a little bit here about caffeine and what it does in your body. Yeah is that caffeine, it, it sits on the, you have receptor sites for adenosine. Think about adenosine as this byproduct of the day. Right? As the day goes on, your body gets more tired and produces these chemicals that tells your body, hey, it's tired, it's time to, to, to go and rest. Mm-hmm. What caffeine does is that it has a similar uh, molecule that sits on those receptors. So, what happens is that your body doesn't get the signal that you're tired, right? Mm-hmm. Caffeine doesn't give you energy. It just lets you think that you're not tired. And meanwhile, your body is still producing these adenosine products or byproducts mm-hmm. all, all the while. So mm-hmm. even though your body is not receiving it because of caffeine, you're still, you're still building it, building it because it's a biological thing. You can't put a stop to the adenosine. So this is why when you wean off of coffee, you get an avalanche of that adenosine. You get an avalanche mm-hmm. of that tired molecule. So you don't just get what was blocked. You get what accumulated after it was blocked as well. So mm-hmm. that sleep pressure is called sleep pressure. So that sleep pressure comes heavy on you. Mm-hmm. And it's usually going to be in a part of the day that you don't want to be tired. Yeah. So you get more caffeine, you get more coffee that goes up. Mm-hmm. That vicious cycle. So I, I hope that I know it's a little sciencey, but I hope that makes sense in terms of mm-hmm. what's happening inside of us and what caffeine mm-hmm. may be doing in in our bodies. You mm-hmm. know? 
when it comes to that. I think I think a good thing to piggyback off of that is, and that so much of what I talk about and so much of medications, especially with like diabetes and high blood pressure, those medications just mask the symptoms of what really is going on with somebody. All that shit is still there. The obesity, the the cholesterol, the plaque in your arteries, the inflammation, the high insulin, all that, that's all still going on, but we're just giving you something to mask these symptoms. And that's the hugest problem that we don't take that extra step to address the real problem, the root cause of what is going on and starting from there and backing it up. But I love, I, I geek out on this stuff too. <laughs> yeah, this is a, I, I want to try to keep it short and, it. and make sense because I, I know not everybody loves that, that geeking out in the science kind yeah. of aspect of things. But once we understand things, mm-hmm. we can better direct things and be like, oh, 100%. this is why. Right? And mm-hmm. also caffeine has a half-life of about six, seven hours, depending on mm-hmm. your genetic profile. So what that means mm-hmm. is after you say you drink a hundred milligrams of caffeine or say coffee, six hours later, half of that mm-hmm. is still in your system, right? Mm-hmm. So six hours later, 50 milligrams is still in your system. Six hours mm-hmm. after that, 25 milligrams is still in your system. So that's what a half-life really, really means. And when we get into sleep disruption, now um, going into your question, mm-hmm. it is absolutely crucial. So when we talk about, when we talk about a lot of people come to me also want, wanting to lose weight in my, my, my history, I have uh, personal training, right? A uh, movement coach as well. So it goes hand, hand in hand with, with mm-hmm. that. It's the crux of your metabolism and your hormones. So when we're talking about weight loss, there's this something that happens when you're, when you're missing out on sleep, where your hunger hormones go up and your satiety hormones, that, that feeling of fullness goes down. So this is something where your body gets the gets the note where, hey, I had I had enough food. This is this is good. This hormone does that. So now you have that hormone that's not there as much anymore. So you don't really feel full and you have mm-hmm. the hormone that keeps you hungry elevated. So it's like a double jeopardy kind of thing. So many, many of our fitness protocols and health protocols and all these different protocols overlook sleep, which is the vital piece of metabolism and controlling those hunger pings and hunger hormones. And you you don't know why you've been doing the workouts, you've been doing this, you've been doing that. And ah, it's not, it's not really working out, right? That's one aspect when it comes to weight. The other aspect is when it comes to your, like your mind, your, your brain. A lot of people tap into mindset or personal development, but guess what changes your brain, right? We talk about neuroplasticity. These are the thoughts, new thoughts. So when you're trying to change behavior, it's a new thought pattern. Like when you mm-hmm. think about the, the, the neurons firing together, you're mm-hmm. creating new pathways, right? As coaches, this is what we do. Alex, mm-hmm. you have a coach, I have a coach, right? And, mm-hmm. and they teach us to, to think differently or to look at possibilities that weren't there before. This is, you're laying down new neural pathways, all right? I know I'm geeking out a little bit on, on these things, but it's important to understand because your thoughts are creating new, new possibilities. That gets laid down during sleep. Mm. This, this is what a, a lot of my colleagues overlook in the in the mindset field. If you're not tapping into sleep, you're not tapping into your the, the deepest parts of your mindset. If you're looking at behavior change, like mm. period, then mm. we look at the down down the line aspects that come into play or the illnesses. Think about forms of dementia, right? Mm. And even insulin insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. So you have 
your cells become more insulin resistant just after like a week of like shorter sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're not able to take up the, the sugar or the glucose from your meals. Mm-hmm. And now when we talk about like dementia or brain cognition and a mental acuity, which you're going to want if you're a high performer, mm-hmm. if you're running a business and if you have kids, because kids will come at you, right? Kids will come at you quick. So you, you, you got to be on your, you got to be on your toes, you know, you got, you got, yeah. um, it's, it's going to hinder that because mm-hmm. during sleep, our brain kind of cleans, it cleans itself. Mm-hmm. And without adequate sleep, what we have is a, a an accumulation of what we call amyloid plaque. And that has been, neuroscientists have noted that as being a high likely cause of dementia. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is, this is, it's not just for how you look, it's also for how you look and how you be in the world. Cause without your brain, it's, it's a wrap. Right. And you think about the the emotional component to that as well. Without sleep, your best friend can look at your your worst enemy. Right. You you the argument with your partner. Ooh, that's not going to go as, as you're going to like, what you say? What? Oh, no, no, no. We're not having that. Right. So argument arguments like skyrocket, skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And the resolution of those arguments stay very low when we see that individuals are low on sleep. So it really mm-hmm. every part of your world when it comes to that. Um, what do you, what do you have you had that experience, Doctor? Well, actually, actually, what I was going to add to that was um, I to talk about how serious the sleep issue is to your health and to this whole neuroplasticity and to Alzheimer's, dementia, and mental acuity and focus and just being able to be alert and oriented. When in the hospital, there are order sets specifically for sleep. So there are order sets that say we cannot disrupt a patient. We cannot go into a patient's room, wake them up for six hours. Do, and it says it, do not wake up patient. Do not interrupt patient sleep. Um, I, I forgot what they call it. There's like a certain name that they call it, but it's an actual order that we have because if we start getting patients that start becoming confused, agitated, anxious, instead of going to medication, we'll look at their sleep. And it's like, hey, are we waking these people up every two hours to get a blood pressure? Because when where I worked was in ICU, it's constant. Mm-hmm. Every hour we're getting blood pressures, vitals, assessing, checking lines, hanging meds. It's constant. And it's like, who can get any kind of sleep? So the rate of um, delirium, ICU delirium was crazy high. And then we have patients that are up at all hours because you're in a small room that's a box with one window. And it really plays mental games with you. And it, it real, you know, it's it's real life. This is how real this stuff is. So getting getting solid hours of uninterrupted sleep. And I guess maybe this might be kind of a good segue into the next one, but you know, about sleep hygiene and creating a healthy sleep environment. Um, I think somebody had wrote a comment. I got to catch up on these comments, but like Mayra mentioned, like, how do I, uh, oh, how, oh, she's talking about REM sleep be uh-huh. expected, but however you want to approach this or however you want to say around sleep hygiene and getting the most out of quality sleep for yourself. Yes. Yes. Okay. So make a note. I'll make a note about answering that REM. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When it comes to sleep hygiene, you, you always want to be able to cater your environment, right? There's, I mean, you could go on Google and, and 
tap in like what what would be a good sleep environment you know to keep your keep your electronics out of the bedroom right um having having making it dark in the environment because what mel the melatonin doesn't help with good sleep melatonin helps with the timing of sleep mm. and it gets triggered by the our the darkness in our environment so making it dark is going to start stimulating mel melatonin right which is mm -hmm. telling our body hey get ready for sleep however mm -hmm. when it comes to deep like non-rem sleep and rem sleep when we tap into the strategies that's one thing because right? there could that we can go into curating your environment we can go into not eating a huge meal right before bed and it has nothing to do in terms of calories or weight loss. It has to nope. do with your the blood flow to your brain, mm -hmm. right? Because when you're sleeping, you're still that your body is very active. Your brain is very active. You know, not moving around, but there's still processes that happen. Mm -hmm. So when you have a big, huge meal before bed, what tends to happen is that your brain and your gut start fighting for blood flow, mm -hmm. and you will notice that you might start waking up a little bit more groggier for longer. Mm -hmm. you now, um, a big thing with the strategies and going back into the emotional and trauma aspect of it, and I'd like to share this story that I had with a client of mine, mm -hmm. was that no matter what the strategy is, if your subconscious, if your body is holding on to a trauma that's, or, or I like to say a strong emotional signature that's tied into nighttime, then it doesn't matter what strategy you use because your your body is not feeling safe. There's one thing that you're overall that your body needs to feel in order to have this powerful thing we call sleep. Because it's not a luxury. We have to understand sleep is not a luxury. It's a biological need. Right? Sleep is not a luxury, it's a biological need. So mm -hmm. the one thing that your body must feel is peace. Right? From an evolutionary standpoint we need to feel safe in order to sleep because we can't run we can't cook we can't fight we can't sex we can't procreate we can't we can't communicate we can't do any of those things so if sleep wasn't important it makes no sense mm -hmm. to sleep so there's something deeper in terms of i like to tie it in into the soul aspect of things right and the spiritual mm -hmm. aspect of things which is a, another discussion and it's and it's in itself um However, going back into the emotional, the emotional trauma aspect of it, I had a client that she she had a a traumatic experience at night. Right, her they she was she had bunk beds with her brother. Her brother had this illness, and he stopped breathing at night, and it freaked her out. Mm -hmm. She was taking care of him. So, at that point, after that, for her, it wasn't safe for her to go to sleep because she had to be alert. Right, this hyper arousal, hyper mm -hmm. arousal of hey, I have to take care of this person that I love dearly, and if I miss this, he might die. Mm -hmm. So this happened earlier on in her in her life in her world. Now, when we did the work, she she was like suffering from in, insomnia, or like she got like three to four hours of sleep. Like night, it was it was bad for a long time. You know, and then she was going through all these things, Weight Watchers, all these different, different mm -hmm. avenues. 
to to release release weight and then we just focused on sleep mm-hmm. and when we were able to dissolve that thing and have that understanding of hey this is what's keeping you from getting to that place and when then we worked on that it was like a <sighs> release and the body started taking the brakes off and eight months later down the line sustainably she she was able to release 50 pounds mm-hmm. I say release because we don't find it back right it's not the yo-yo kind of right reason i bring it back right um no so that's why that's how important it is mm-hmm. and but also to understand and know yourself and see what's going on that's keeping you hyper vigilant in a mm-hmm. state that needs you to just relax and be at peace and surrender mm-hmm. right there's surrender that's needed to to cross that doorway into the sleep realm into the sleep realm that sounds like such a good like book or movie you got some super fans over here in this audience everybody is loving everything that you're saying oh, i appreciate I, that i love it too yeah. it's so helpful it's so incredibly helpful and stress and cortisol and all the things and you know what i will say too about that you know eating before bed and you know and you know me and you know i talk about intermittent fasting all the time and how how you explained how you know the gut and brain are fighting for blood flow and that's so much of what i teach and what i talk about and what i try to help people understand about intermittent fasting is that you know when you're constantly eating and snacking and having food in your stomach and putting large amounts of food into your stomach all the time you know your body has to put energy and blood and all kinds of focus on just that and if it's having to do that continuously all the time throughout the day, I mean, it's your the rest of your body is missing out on all that great blood flow and nutrients and all the attention that should be showed on it because it's always just trying to work on digesting food. Yeah. And that's why intermittent fasting is such a great break for your body so that it can work up here. And there's so much research done on how your brain function improves, your cognitive function improves when the blood flow, when the nutrition, when all that good stuff starts flowing into the places that it's supposed to go and not just always go into your gut and to your intestines and to your colon, where it's working on the other parts of your body. So I think that's such a huge thing to understand. Um, and so much more I could talk about with that because I geek out about that too. But that that's so, so important. And I wanted to go through, um, somebody had wrote, um, I wanted to go to this comment real quick. Um, she says she's forgetting things during this presentation. Sad crying face. Um, she thinks that her sleeping issue started while she was completing her doctorate and staying up all night. And she needs to retrain her bed to go to bed at a decent time. Is there any words of advice that you could give her about kind of reestablishing that rhythm and that routine? Because I know for myself, honey, I work nights for many, many a years. And that shit messes you up so much when you work nights. So how do you, how can you retrain yourself to kind of get into a more regular rhythm? Maybe a rhythm that is more appropriate for you, right? Because everybody's different. What, how do yeah. we find your own rhythms? Oh, such a good question. And you bring up a good point too. In the medical field it, it, itself, we, we have doctors and nurses that are required to limit their sleep. Right, the system just promotes that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's there's important decisions that are needed to be made, and that are made from a brain that is mal mal slept. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, 
And overnight shift work is so detrimental to your sleep pattern and to your health. It's been categorized as a carcinogen. Right? Because when we're, when, when we're not, when we're not in that sleep mode and getting that restorative sleep, it has a tie to higher cancer rates because your immune system, your immune system is plummeted. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a, that's a, that's a huge, huge understanding um, in terms of to, in terms of getting it, getting it in, understand how important that is and really trying to tweak a, a system and the people in within that system to get the, the sleep that they, they need. I mean, I was mm -hmm. in that camp too, yeah. right? So just no sleep. It was, it was a wrap. So going into that question, like how can we step into that, that better, the better habits, right? And it, and it comes into discipline. There's one, one thing that I, that I hear a lot of, I just need to be more disciplined. I need to have more discipline. You know, I, I, I want to be more disciplined. One thing is understanding that as when, when you stayed up or the doctorate, it was an important, important focus in your life, mm -hmm. right? So now there's a neural association with staying up equals success, right? That might, that might be the association. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know you personally, but this is yeah. from the comment, right? So where discipline comes into play, discipline is not what most people think discipline is. And this mm -hmm. is one of the prime things that I like to, um, touch on, right? The seed of discipline is to know thyself, right? Because the root word in discipline is disciple. So when we talk about self-discipline, we're talking about being a disciple of yourself, meaning what would you like to experience? Like, what is it that you want to get from, say, going to, going to bed at an earlier time? You know, what is it that you're looking to experience? What are you not experiencing right now? What is your soul wanting to experience that you're not there. What is what is the fulfillment lacking there? Until we get clear on that, right? The strategies are gonna be just scratching the surface and not really going deep. You might do it for two weeks, three weeks, and then when things get tough, it's like, ah, oh, and things are always gonna get tougher. So it's mm -hmm. asking yourself, one, what does the other side of this look like and feel like? That's very important to understand because now we're tapping into the possibility of something different. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we tap into, okay, what is the one thing that you're going to, that's, that's appropriate for you to do mm -hmm. based on your circumstances. The best strategy for you to do is a strategy that you're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. That's the best strategy period. Yeah. You know, so when we talk about going to sleep earlier, something as, oh, I just need to go to sleep early, earlier. We need to get more nuanced with that because going to sleep earlier, could mean about five to 10 different things that you need to do. And we want to really focus on one thing because mm -hmm. as we get more things coming in that we have to do, it creates more chaos and our brain doesn't like things that are not familiar. So start with that mm -hmm. one thing that you can do based on your circumstances and your schedule that we can take a step back and start chipping away at that thing. But mm -hmm. first most the belief has to be there that what the other side looks like is attainable and you see yourself on the other side of late nights and brain fog and energy lacking and all those things what what does the opposite of that look like first mm -hmm. tap into that and then we start working on the strategies 
Mm -hmm. if you don't have the teeth, if you don't know what the destination is, then it's it's, it's just going to be like, what am I doing this for? What what is what is this mm -hmm. about? It's nebulous. So we want to get granular and really tap into the to the heart. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So what do you? I want to. I'm trying to think of how I want to ask this. How? Just ask it, girl. Come on, bring it out. Bring it okay, out. Okay. So, is there one? Is there one reason more than another that people seem to reach out out to you, like a catalyst, like event or situation or a common thing that people come to you for? Like, I got, I got, I need one because X, Y, and Z happened to me. Do you find a common pattern, or is it kind of like different things that? that come into people's lives? Yeah, usually it'll be, they want a holistic approach because they're they're, they're tired of this superficial uh, approach or they're tired of just like working out and nutrition. Usually it's gonna be sleep and weight. I see that correlate, mm -hmm. like they want to drop mm -hmm. weight, they wanna get healthier in that aspect, but they know mm -hmm. based on what I'm writing about and I'm pu pu putting out there, like they know I'm their, I'm their sleep sleep guy. And sleep is a sy symptom, by the way. Sleep is, uh, the, the lack of sleep is a symptom of something else. Mm. So we get to the root. They want to get to the root of something. They don't want to, like the Band-Aid or like you talked about before, like the medication slapping, slapping just a symptom. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the lack of sleep tells me that there's underlining something there because there's, mm. there's a quote by a doctor. I, I forget his name because I want to give him credit for this, but it's such a powerful quote. It says, nature doesn't need any help, it just needs no interference. Yes. So if sleep is the, your natural state, mm -hmm. right? So there's something blocking that. And so people mm -hmm. come to me more for that that sleep and energy and brain fog, but also for, hey, I've been trying doing different things and I just, just can't seem to drop the, mm -hmm. the weight. Those are the yeah. two problems. Yeah, and I see, and what I'll say to that, like if you're watching this and you know that you're overweight, you're carrying weight and you can't sleep. Those things are definitely related. And you maybe are experiencing lack of airflow, right? That's the huge thing that we would always see in the ICU, you know, people coming in with respiratory distress because they're so extremely overweight. They get confused because they're not getting enough air, enough oxygenated blood to their brain. So then we're slapping up BiPAP mask on them, pumping air into them so that they can breathe. And it's just, it and it does end up and becoming a vicious cycle because then you end up on some machine that you're supposed to wear while you're asleep, which is like impossible. And then they, well, I can't sleep while I'm wearing the mask. So give me some sleeping pills so I can fall asleep or give me something for anti-anxiety mm -hmm. so I can wear this mask so I can go to sleep. But then nobody's ever getting to the cause of like, well, why do you have this sleep apnea in the first place? That's- yeah. That's where we need to go. And then what is driving that obesity and all of that? It's so many others of these generational things that we've been talking about, these lifestyle things that we just keep repeating over and over again. That's what drives so much of this. And I have absolutely loved, loved this conversation. I feel like we go on and on. We go all week. Somebody asked about like working out and sleep, which is, I think we should totally do another show just on that. If you're down for that, doing a oh, yeah, show about definitely. working out and sleep. I think yeah. we should totally do one on that yeah. um, for sure. Yeah. So, so many people have been writing in the comments, like, where can we find you? How can we hook up with you? How can we learn more about you? Why don't you drop that and let us know? Yes, you can, you can find me here on uh, 
well, here, depending on where you're tuning in from. So <laughs> Facebook, uh, Juan Miolan, right? Uh, J-U-A-N-M-I-O-L-A-N. And the same place on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. right? You can tap with me on those two. And it's me, it's not a bot. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm live here. And I'll just like to leave you with one thing. Um, I want you to take, take, take something that you could implement like right away, right? So real mm -hmm. quick, to relax the nervous system at night, you tapped into Dr. Alex, beautifully tapped into the breath. And so when you're right before bed, think about taking a breath in through your nose, through the nose is very important. Mm -hmm. Breath in through your nose. Think about a two second count and then an exhale, right? Through the mouth for four seconds, right? So a, a one to two ratio. So what that does is, is it teaches the breath, teaches the body to start calming down, especially as you have an elongated exhale. That's what we call the parasympathetic part of the breath, the relaxation part of the breath. Mm -hmm. And as you tap into that, you'll allow your body to start to relax. And I have clients that I put them through this mm -hmm. and it was like I was breathing and I breathed myself to sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and which is, which is great. Cause a lot of times that's really the, that's really the, the thing for most people to relax the nervous system and, and tap into that. So I just wanted to share that and, and leave that with individuals um, as something that they can tap into and apply right away. No, I love that. Breath work absolutely 100% works. 100% works. I've done a lot of breath work and it 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 works, guys. Look into breath work, follow one. There's so much there's so many resources out there. And it's so much of like with everything that both you and I talk about. The proof is out there, the information's out there. You just have to want it and go look and go get it and apply it to your life. And that's thing that maybe that's kind of how I want to close out today is kind of like an exercise I like to do with my clients is head, heart, hands. And there's all kinds of variations Ooh, of it. Like, yes. So head is like, what did you learn today? Like what knowledge did you obtain today in this interview? And then heart is what did it make you feel? Did some story, something that we talked about, did it make you feel a certain way? Did it touch you in a certain way? And then hands, how are you going to take what you gained today and how are you going to use that? How are you going to apply it? What are you going to do with it? Because we want you to take the things that we talk about and apply it, implement it in your life and somebody that you love's life. That's what we want We want you to do. I think you would agree. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, and pay attention to that feeling. That feeling is going to be that yeah. unconscious feedback or what mm -hmm. really what really touched you. And then yeah. the hands and, and implementing that because you're going to affect mm -hmm. the environment around you. Right? You're, you're mm -hmm. the light. You're the embodiment. So, yes, thank you so much. Thanks so much for that. Uh, share. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any exciting things or, or groups or what do you have going on that you can offer? Yes, yes. Okay, so I have an exciting group program um, that I'll be opening up in April. It's a little bit oh. away, but I'm putting it together and it's going to be about seven weeks and it's going to address sleep. It's going to address nutrition. It's going to address uh, movement and routine. Routine is a big one that people come mm -hmm. to me in terms of, ah, I, need, I just want to get on a routine. I just like a routine that, that it's, and we break down what a routine is, what is, what is really meant mm -hmm. to do, not mm -hmm. just to do something that a guru or coach told you to do, but yes, about a seven, seven week uh, group. And that's going to be coming this April. And I'll, and I'm going to be starting uh, accepting members coming in 
uh, soon, probably as soon as in a couple weeks. Yes, you better get on that wait list. They're gonna be a wait list for this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for today. I have so enjoyed this conversation today, and I know so many other people have as well. This is streaming live to Facebook, Instagram, or not Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, Twitter. And then I'm going to upload it later on as a podcast. So if you're watching this, all of my In Your Business episodes are all available via podcast. And so you can listen to it on your go on the go. I know when I was in school and running around, that's how I did everything. <laughs> I listened while I was driving on my commutes and, and all the things. So thank you so much, Juan. I really appreciate thank it. You for having me. Thank, thank you, you all for your comments. Thank you all for your love. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for your warm embrace. Much right. Love. Because these people, they're our most important guests. These are the people that are going to take this away and do something with what we share today. So they are the most important guests. But yes. all right, guys, we will see you for the next episode of In Your Business with Dr. Alex. And like I always say, for a balanced life, just add spice. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for tuning into In Your Business with Dr. Alex. We hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. If you found value in our content, we'd love for you to do a few things. First, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Second, share this episode with someone who would benefit from the information. And lastly, leave us a love letter in the form of a review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us spread the word and bring more amazing content your way. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode of In Your Business with Dr. Alex.